y'all hey this is milan welcome 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 we are going to get into revelation 5 today so as i was praying prior um i felt led to just finish my prayer here that someone needs to hear this so here we are let's uh, let's um, prepare ourselves to hear the message today father god i thank you for whomever needs to hear this for bringing them here to this session Lord, you are so merciful and so gracious. I ask that there is, if there is any stumbling block um, before them, that it is removed. That if their heart is hardened, that you will soften it. That you will reveal your truth through the message today. And that you will speak through me, Father. Amen. So, you already know we are in the series of Revelation Moreover, right? <laughs> and I say moreover because we've gone through Revelation, um, all of it, right? But this is more like a refresher. Um, you get more revelation, right? As you read his word, you read it, you're fine, you read it. And then when you come back and you're like, oh, I didn't understand this. Or it has um, more of a, a meaning. Like it could be like a double meaning. Like it would mean this for one and this for another. All in the same verse, all in the same message. And you're like... It ain't no way that just regular old man <laughs> wrote this, right? Is is definitely um, inspired divinely by the Holy Spirit. So let's get right to it. Revelation five. The scene is the Lamb now takes the scroll, right? And we're gonna get right into it. Is fourteen verses. So let's go. Revelation 5, 1 starts. And I saw the right hand of him who sat on the throne, a scroll written inside and on the back, sealed with seven seals. Then I saw a strong angel proclaiming with a loud voice, who is worthy to open the scroll and loosen its seals? And no one in heaven or on earth or under the earth was able to open the scroll or to look at it. So I wept much because no one was found worthy to open and read the scroll or to look at it. But one of the elders said to me, do not weep. Behold, the lion of Judah, the tribe of Judah, the root of David has prevailed to open the scroll and to loose its seven seals. And I looked, and behold, in the midst of the throne of the four living creatures, and in the midst of the elders stood a lamb 
as though it had been slain, having seven horns and seven eyes, which are the seven spirits of God, sent out into all the earth. And then he came and took the scroll out of my the right hand of him who sat on the throne. It says, Then he came and took the scroll out of the right hand of him who sat on the throne. Now when he had taken the scroll, the four living creatures and the twenty-four elders fell down before the Lamb, each having a harp and golden bowls full of incense, which are the prayers of the saints. And they sang a new song, saying, You are worthy to take the scroll and to open the seals, for you were slain and have redeemed us to God by your blood out of every tribe and tongue and people and nation and have made us kings and priests to our God, and we shall reign on the earth. Then I looked and I heard the voice of many angels around the throne, the living creatures, and the elders, and the number of them was 10,000 times 10,000 and thousands of thousands, saying with a loud voice, Worthy is the Lamb who was slain to receive power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and blessing and every creature which is in heaven and on the earth and under the earth and such are as in the sea and all that are in them I heard saying blessing and honor and glory and power to be to him who sits on the throne and the lamb forever and ever then the four living creatures said amen And the 24 elders fell down and worshiped him who lives forever and ever. Guys, we're here. Remember that this is John with this vision. This is John going over the account, right? That he was shown. So when it speaks of the lamb who takes the scroll, right? You can see no one was able to open the scroll. No one, no one was worthy to open the scroll, right? Right here, because it says Revelation 5, 4, so I wept much, John wept much because no one was found worthy to open and read the scroll or to look at it, right? So again, as we were saying, how he is now taking back the title deed, right, to the earth. It is now um, in his possession, right? So no one was able to do it. No one but the lamb. Who is the lamb? Yeshua, Jesus. He's the lamb. He's the one. Because if you look right at the next one where it says, um, I'm skipping a little bit, but look in Revelation 5, 5. Do not weep. Behold, the lion 
of the tribe of Judah, the root of David, has prevailed to open the scroll and to loose its seven seals. How did he prevail? How is he worthy, right, to open it? So the answer to that question is <laughs> he died on a cross, he rose again. Him dying on a cross was him taking on our sins, right? Him taking on the wrath of our God for us, okay? Him rising again, now is back. His, this land, this, this whole world is his again. He is our high priest. Thank you, Holy Spirit. He is our high priest. So he is able to intercede for us. Because us without Christ, before the most high God, are like filthy rags. Dirty. Unworthy. Sinful, right? That's what he sees. Us with our intercessor, us with our high priest, us with our savior before the most high God. Beautiful and white, like no blemishes, no sin, right? Because he took on our sin. So he's the only one that's worthy to open, to read it, to look at it, right? It's just him and him alone. Just like it's just him and him alone that was able to bear our sin. Because back in the day, um, they would kill a, um, they would slaughter an unblemished um, like lamb, right? For their sins, um, for the whole household. And if the household was too small, then they would share with the, with like their neighbor. Um, and it would obviously be big enough for like all of their sin. That's how they did it. That's how they did it. So it's symbolic when you say that he is the, the lamb that was slain for us because he took on our sin, right? But he took on the sins, not just your household, not just my household, but all of ours. And it's not just the sins that we did prior to coming to Christ, meaning a step to him in our lives. It is past, present, and future sins. Okay? Now, when you do give your life to Christ, know you're not going to be perfect. Okay. However, we make mistakes, right? Because we're still human. We are still in these sinful, fleshly bodies. We're still human. But by the grace of God, we are able to still come to the throne and ask for forgiveness, to repent of our sins. We will be forgiven. We stumble. You don't live a life of sin anymore because now you live your life for him, but you're going to make mistakes. And that's a difference between stumbling and living a life of sin. When you give your life to Christ, you will stumble from time to time. You ask for forgiveness. He forgives you. 
you continue and you press in harder. You pray more. You talk to him more. You ask him to continue to um, be your strength in those weaknesses, right? That's what you find. I'm going to get right to it. That's what you find will sometimes be your calling because you go through whatever it is that you wind up talking about. You go through whatever that is that you wind up helping someone come closer to Christ because you yourself have gone through it. You yourself have experienced it. So you're able to speak from a a point of um, experience. So back to what I was explaining, the difference between stumbling and living a life of sin. Living a life of sin is you don't consult God. You haven't accepted God as Lord and your Savior of your life. You may know that he, you know, died and he rose again and is for all of our sins. But when you wake up, you don't consult him. You don't thank him. You don't pray unless you need something, right? That is not making him Lord of your life. That is not putting our Father first. When you live for you, you do things that make you happy, not him. You you go to this job and you get this job because what you say you need, not consulting him. You um, you marry whoever you want to marry without consulting him. You send your kids to whatever school without consulting him do you you understand what i'm saying you can have a knowledge that he exists and you can have the knowledge that you know he is a savior but is he your savior and he's your savior once you literally give your life to him once you once you start changing things that you know that are not of him for him you're living your life for him he is lord of your life he is your savior you you repented all of that good stuff right as it says in romans 10 verses 9 through 13 you first must believe in your heart you do need to repent of your sin right and it's not the prayer sin you truly repent of your sin you realize how jacked up we've been as people and how holy our god is and you repent you um you literally just give him your whole life so you believe it in your heart you must repent um and accept him accepting him is like literally i said literally a lot right literally um being lord of your life you know you have someone higher to answer to you know that you probably shouldn't be listening to that type of music or going to this party where they're going to be doing things that are not of God. Like literally when you do, when you go about your everyday life, could God come sit down with you right now? Right? Like after you get off of this, listening to me, whatever you're about to go do, whatever, you know, entertains you, could God be part of that? Could Jesus literally come and sit next to you? Our Savior, the one who died and rose again for you. Could he be a part of that? And if your answer is no, if you would be ashamed, then you probably shouldn't do it. He should be with you everywhere. When you are born again, you literally are 
your body is the temple of his Holy Spirit. So if your body is the temple, which it is, of his Holy Spirit, then he's with you. And you can grieve the Holy Spirit. So just think about that before you go and do whatever it is you're going to do or entertain whatever it is you know you entertain him. He's with you. This is really cool. This is really okay. Is he really smiling right now by what you're doing? And if the answer is no, pray about it. Ask the Father to reveal to you what it is. Ask the Father to work in you, to, to strengthen you, to resist, right? Ask the Father to remove everything that isn't of him out of your life. And you're going to see start. Start, start to see people my words together you're gonna start to see people be gone right like psh, out of here you're gonna start to see your desires change you're gonna start to see um you're a lot happier you're a lot happier because um father does not want you sad broken confused dumbfounded none of that like none of that is of him period right now we do go through our moments we do grow that go through that like when we're in um we're, we're being purified right when the holy spirit is working through us amen it is a process it's not the same for everyone because your walk with christ your walk with yeshua is a personal relationship it's a personal walk that's why it's not a religion you come to christ you allow him to do the work in you. Your work is different from my work. And what he needs to do in me is going to be different from what he needs to do in you, right? So we are not here to point fingers, to do anything like that. Although we are able to, ah, goodness, Holy Spirit, we're able to, correct one another, right? It's righteously. Not, not us pointing a finger, not us when we in the same sin, right? But when the Holy Spirit has worked in us, out of us, whatever it is, that was not of him, right? And we see our brother or we see our sister um, looking like, you know, they got a little bit of trouble, right? Because we all do. And again, it's not me Pointing a finger is me saying that we have the um we we have that. It's not it's not me being judgmental, right? So let me just go to it. I'm gonna just give you the verse. I'm gonna give you the verses right now. It's in Matthew 7 1. That's where it starts. Let me read all of it. Please open your ears and listen to all of it because most people stop when it says judge not that you be not judged and that's it for them but it's more right we only at the first verse but most people stop at it why because they don't want to hear it they don't want you doing it not to them Mm-mm. but they'll do it so listen we go on where it says for with what judgment you judge you will be judged and with the measure you use it will be measured back to you 
And why do you look at the speck in your brother's eye, but do not consider the plank in your own eye? Or how can you say to your brother, let me remove the speck from your eye and look, a plank is in your own eye. Hypocrite, first remove the plank from your own eye and then you will see clearly to remove the speck from your brother's eye. Did y'all hear that? It's literally Matthew 7, verse 1 through verse 5. You are able to help out your brother and your sister. However, fix yourself first. And not fix yourself like you fix yourself. Like the Holy Spirit is going to fix you. The Holy Spirit is going to remove those things. And I'm not saying the Holy Spirit isn't going to remove those things from your brother, right? Or from your sister. What I'm basically saying is when you go through this purification process, and hey, look, we all stumble. We all fall short. I'm not telling you to go around and start pointing out people's flaws. I'm not saying that because that's not what we should be doing. But your brother and your sister in Christ, when you have been freed from whatever it is, and you see them stumbling, point them to Christ about the thing, the stumbling them that once stumbled you. That's what I'm saying. Thank you, Holy Spirit. That's what I'm saying. Amen. So, that's that. Let me get back to the Revelation. Revelation 5. So, so Yeshua was the one found worthy to open and read the scroll, right? To look at it. He's the one that's found worthy. So, Revelation 5, 7 says, Then he came and he took the scroll out of the right hand of him who sat on the throne. Who's sitting on the throne? Come on now, you already know. So now that this has happened, y'all, they buzzing to a song. Now when he had taken the scroll, the four living creatures and the 24 elders, they fell down before the lamb, each having a harp and golden bowls full of incense, which are the prayers of the saints. Amen. Right. And they sang a new song. Now I'm not finna sing, but y'all already know what it says. You are worthy to take the scroll and to open its seals for you were slain and you have redeemed us to God by your blood out of everything every tribe and tongue and people and nation amen and have made us kings and priests to our god and we shall reign on the earth y'all they start singing a whole new song and they gave praises to him because he and he alone he's worthy he is worthy he and he alone is worthy and then it ends in revelation 5 where it says blessing and honor and glory and power be to him who sits on the throne 
and to the Lamb forever and ever. Then the four living creatures said, Amen. And the 24 elders fell down and worshiped him who lives forever and ever. Now, when we go into Revelation 6, this is going to be where it will start the tribulation verses. The tribulation verses, y'all. It's getting deep. This is all seen in heaven prior to tribulation on earth. So just imagine we're gone. The rapture has happened. Tribulation hasn't started yet, though. Not yet. Tribulation hasn't started yet. That is going to start in Revelation 6. And we're just going to go through some things just so that we're clear about what's actually happening. So, Revelation, I'm going to briefly go through the meaning, right? One Chapter 1 is things that has been seen. Chapters 2 and 3 are present tense. Chapters 4 through 22 will be, again, past, present, and future are all through Revelation. All right? So, breaking down chapters 4 through 22 even more. Chapter 4 and 5. Chapters 4 and 5 are the church in heaven, right? The church is in heaven in chapters 4 and 5. Chapters 6 through 19 is the tribulation that is on the whole world. Chapter 20 will be the millennium. And chapters 21 through 22 are the new heaven and the new earth. I just wanted to break that down. And I ask that when you read this, that this is what you keep in your mind, right? The things that are happening as we go through this. So the next time we're going to get through Revelation, excuse me, it will be six seals broken. And let me just say this also. When we go through these um, judgments, it's seven of each. You got seven seals, each one being a judgment. Then you have seven trumpets, each one being a judgment. Then you have seven bowls, each one being a judgment. So in Revelation 6... There are going to be six seals broken, meaning six judgments on the whole world and why we are not here. Revelation 4.1. Revelation 4.1, let me just take you back real quick. What it says is, 
After these things, I looked and behold, a door standing open in heaven. And the first voice, which I heard, was like a trumpet speaking with me, saying, Come up here, and I will show you things which must take place after this. So, y'all, we wasn't even here. Like, I don't know the time from the rapture to the time that tribulation will be on the world. What I know is church. You will not find the word church. <laughs> That's us. We church. You won't find it anywhere in Revelation 6 through, uh, let's say, 18, possibly 19. You're not going to find it. So we ain't here. We are not here. Actually, thank you, Holy Spirit. Let me look really quick. And... I'm just checking. I'm skimming. I'm skimming. I'm skimming. Because what I do know is Revelation 19, our Father comes back. When He comes back, He's coming back with us. Amen. And we'll get to it. We will get to it. I think I'm actually going to get through Revelation a bit sooner, um, putting them out a little bit more instead of one per uh, day, like on Saturdays, right? Um, honestly, this is a conversation me and the father has been having. So, yeah, not even in 19. All right. So the church is not in Revelation 6 through 19. We're gone. We out of here. We've been gone. Bye. And I say amen to that. I thank you all for listening, brothers and sisters. I love you all. Go in love, go in peace. Understand that our Father is with you no matter what it is you're going through. He knew it before it was going to happen. And give all praises to him. Good situations, praise him. Bad situations or what we perceive to be bad, praise him. Because he's going to get the glory in the end. And you're going to be victorious. Anyone who is loving God is going to win. In Jesus' name, amen. Love y'all. Go in peace. Till next time.